So hello and welcome to another episode of Flying High with Flutter. I'm your host, Alan Wyma. Today we have Lucas uh, Klingsbow, is that right? <laughs> what did you say? Uh, I said uh, Lucas Klingsbow. I think that's how you say your name, right? Yeah, yeah. I forgot to check with you before we started, but uh, so we did start a little bit late. That's my fault. I'm in another time zone because I'm still traveling. Uh, so it's about 5.30. We should have started about 5 a.m. over here. Yeah, and it's 2.30 here, so we're pretty much on the opposite side of the world, I guess. Yeah, yeah. So I'm just outside of Los Angeles at the moment. You're in Europe, right? Yeah, I'm in Stockholm in Sweden. Oh, yeah. So that's the connection. So we are talking just before the show that you have, uh, you've used Erlang in the past, right? Mm, indeed. Is there any relation? Is that because the headquarters for Ericsson's right around the corner? Yeah, I guess it just the language became more popular. Uh, here since it, uh, this is where it was founded and it was very popular uh, like uh, on the university where i studied so uh, and then like my first uh, programming jobs were in erlang very cool but quite different language compared to dart for example yeah but we were talking also that there's some inspiration from there that that uh, i forget what the heck we both don't remember what is that it's called again off the top of our heads it's like there's no threading within Dart, but they use something very similar to it, like what's called a process within Erlang. It's something on C. Isolate. Isolate. Yes, that's it. Ah, so not, not, not with a C, with an I. Yeah. <laughs> not too close. Yeah. So isolate. So isolate's basically, if I remember correctly, um, one of the creators of Dart told me it's been inspired from Erlang. So it's, it's pretty cool. Uh, totally different way of programming. Yeah. It's a little bit weird. Yeah. Mm. The sad part is you cannot spin up a billion of these of these isolates, right? You have to uh, be careful how many spin up. Yeah, yeah. Not like in Erlang where you can just, it's like made to <laughs> run as many of its like little processors as, yeah, as the hardware can handle. I think uh, like one of my um, friends here in, uh, like in Uppsala, the neighboring town, they created uh, uh, a game server, which had uh, like the biggest online like multiplayer game that has ever been created. And that was with Erlang too. And I think they had something like, uh, I think a hundred thousand like players that were on the same spot at the same time. It's pretty cool to see how it can handle such network load. Oh yeah. I mean, using this for game servers is definitely uh, been used a lot, right? Because you could just represent everybody as a process. And yeah, exactly. There's actually, there's still quite a few people making game servers Erlang, which is kind of cool. Yeah. Uh, but going back to the main topic, right? So we just did an episode with, I forgot his first name, but uh, last name was uh, Bayraktar. He did plugin for Steam game. Oh yeah, the, the Steamworks, right? Steamworks, yeah. Yeah. And here we are. Yeah, that's uh, some really cool, amazing uh, work from him. It's, it's actually already been used to, like, uh, with Flame to um, release uh, some games on Steam. So it's, it's very cool to see. Yeah, I think when I asked him, I think he said he's only aware of one other person using it. Yeah. Yeah, um, I don't even know where to start, though. I can do some... Uh, should I do some introduction of Flame, maybe? Yeah, sure, sure. Go ahead. Yes, so for the ones that don't know, Flame is uh, a game engine for Flutter. And uh, like it's pretty much the only game engine for Flutter. There is one other called Sprite Widget, too, but it's not really maintained, so... If you don't want to write your own game engine for Flutter, and then Flame is usually the way to go. If you need a game engine for your 
for your game. Sometimes you don't. And yeah, we have been making Flame for, I think, four years almost now. We have like more than 100 contributors and a very active Discord servers and like a quite flourishing community around it all. So it's pretty cool to be part of it. And I'm part of a, an open source collective called Bluefire. And we're five people maintaining different Flutter and Dart libraries. And Flame is like the biggest one that we're developing and maintaining. I think, yeah, it's pretty much it for an introduction for Flame, I think. Were you one of the people who actually originally started it or were you just contributing to it? No, I actually came in later. I was actually traveling through Russia first with like a Trans-Siberian or Trans-Mongolian railway. And then I came down to China and it was super hot there in the south of China. So I wanted to get away from there, but I had told myself that I wasn't going to fly that year. So took a container ship to Canada and like on the container ship, you don't have any internet or anything. So I just, it was going to take three weeks. So I wanted to have like a project to do. Meanwhile, I was there. So I downloaded Flame and a box 2D port for Dart. And I sat like playing around with that because I was going to write a little game on the journey, but I ended up mostly doing fixes to Flame and to this physics engine. So yeah, in the, then after, when I arrived in Canada, I just started putting up lots of pull requests to Flame and then I joined the core team when I came back home. <laughs> so uh, do you know, like, how, why was Flame actually started? I mean, I, to me, I would never actually have the idea to create a game engine with this. I just cannot imagine yeah. how this kind of stuff would actually work. Yeah, it's good, since, like, usually when you create the game and you create it in some, like, low-level la- low language and and such but since we're mostly focused on 2d games like flutter is uh, quite a good uh, candidate for it because it has quite good performance for uh, yes rendering quickly on the canvas since all flutter all flutter apps run in 60 fps or higher yes and uh, it's very like handy to be able to write your game in one code base and then just throw it out on all the different uh, platforms that uh, flutter supports so that's pretty much where the idea came from yeah, it, it seems to have caught on quite big recently because, like, even Flutter is kind of pushing it themselves, right? The Flutter team. Yeah, exactly. Very nice with, the, like, the last release when they had their Flutter game toolkit. And, um, and we got a lot of we got a lot of attention from that. So it was very nice. Now, did the Flutter team actually reach out to you guys in particular to kind of talk about what's going on? Yeah. What was talked about? Mm, so they asked us, like, what do you need for making your game engine better and... Uh, like, how can we help with that? And uh, yeah, so things that we need from Flutter right now that isn't, doesn't exist. So since we're, we're only making 2D at the moment, since Flutter isn't supporting 3D. And uh, so two of the main things that we have requested from them is uh, shaders and a set buffer or a C buffer, or depending on which, uh, <laughs> which English pronunciation you have. But then they have started uh, releasing some shader stuff, which is nice. Uh, which you can do a lot of cool things with. So for the ones that don't know what shaders are, it's like basically a way of changing colors and uh, things depending on uh, where in a matrix you are. It's like calculations that are done on the graphics card. And that can, uh, like with, with with shaders, you can get uh, a lot better performance and do a lot of cool things that you couldn't do otherwise. And other than that, what did we more talk about? 
Mm. They had some. They conducted some interviews with our users, so we like send them some uh, some users that are using Flame, and then they made a like proper big interview to see, okay, how are they using Flutter for creating games, and yeah, how can we develop more in that spectrum? Because games was really not initially when uh, or when the when Skia and the core of uh, of Flutter was created, it was thought like, okay, this could be a pretty good base for a game engine. But then later uh, they uh, pivoted to yeah, w- what it is today is a UI toolkit. And then Flame came and brought it a little bit back to how it uh, was thought to use, be used in the beginning. Now, did you guys get everything that you asked for in this release for Flutter 3? Uh, no, it takes a it takes a long time to do all the shader implementation and stuff, but they're working on it because it's quite complex to get that to work on all the platforms, etc. Now, the the game kit that they came out with is that actually helpful for Flame itself, or if, didn't Flame have something already that was handling most of this problem? The game kit is it isn't really much in there to be honest. It's just like a recommendation of how to do different things in Flutter. Like, Flame can do most things in there. And, like, there's an example in there of how to write a game with just pretty much just pure Flutter, too, which can be uh, quite nice if you don't need to, like, render a lot on the the canvas, which is uh, usually when you need Flame. But a lot of games, like, if you would make a Sudoku, for example, you wouldn't need to have Flame, then you could just use pure Flutter very easily. But if you would want to make, like, Pokemon or something, then it's very nice to have something that you can structure. So in in the Flame, the basic, uh, like, foundation stone is called a component, and how to render those on the canvas, because Flame, so Flutter, it tries to update as seldom as possible with this render tree, but Flame is the opposite. It tries to update as often as possible instead, because you just want to render the canvas all the time. So when you need something like that for your game, then Flame gives you like a lot more power than writing a game in pure Flutter. But you can still use Flutter for like what where it's really strong at, like for menus and things like that. When you're using Flame, so that's they mix up quite nice. Oh yeah, I'm still trying to follow. So you can still write a game in pure Flutter, but Flame is gonna help you to you said render all the time. Yeah, isn't it? Like, you're already rendering like 60 times per second, right? Yeah, so uh, to update and render all the time. Like, Flutter renders all the time, but there the state works differently. There is like, okay, we update the state somewhere here, and then this part of the uh, render tree will be updated, right? In the Flame, everything is updated all the time. So it goes through something called uh, update render loop, which is quite classic for game engines, which makes it, it first goes through the update of the game, so all the like components in Flame has an update and a render method that you can override if you want to, or you just use what's in there already. And in the update method, you update all of the state that you want for that uh, component. And in the render method, it's rendered. So it works a little bit different than uh, from Flutter and more like in a game engine kind of way. Okay, yeah, because I think, the like you said, the, the big difference is that you try to localize all the different updates, right? So that you don't re-render the entire screen. But you're saying with Flame, you guys try to make it so that the entire screen will totally get re-rendered, right? Yeah, because that's like pretty much what you have to do when you're uh, 
when you're doing a, a game engine. It's hard. It's very hard to make it efficient uh, by having to keep track of a, a render tree and what to update or not. So you can you uh, you only render the things that are visible on the screen if you use like a viewport or so. But everything just updates all the time. Mm, okay, I'm still trying to understand how this would kind of work in an efficient way, right? Because like you said, the way Flutter works, everything's kind of running efficiently with the re-rendering. Now with Flame. Yeah, now my head's starting to kind of spin about how does this work because it does sound really inefficient compared to what it was doing before. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. It uh, it uh, it is like as inefficient as it could become, pretty much. But uh, that's how game game engines work, <laughs> uh, and it's just very hard to write it in a, a more efficient way that, so that it's still uh, usable for the user. But uh, like algorithm is very inefficient with updating all the time, but we're still running e- like easily on 60 FPS and 120 FPS too, even though with uh, using an update render loop instead of like kind of trees that Flutter use. Okay, and there's no plan for ever going 3D with uh, Flame, right? Yeah, sure. We, we As long as we would get support for 3D from Flutter, we're, we'd uh, surely start working on 3D support. But yeah, it's taking some, it will, I would guess that it would be a few years before before we have the before Flutter has full support for 3D. I just want to make it clear because some game engines do more and some do less because, like, yeah, I mean, every single game engine kind of has their own thing. Hmm. What are like the limits of where Flame kind of comes in at? Like you said, you can just build a game straight with Flutter, right? But you can do more. You could, I mean, Flame will definitely bring you a lot more to the table, right? Hmm. Indeed. Yeah, so the biggest limitation is, of course, 3D, that we don't have 3D. You can do uh, quite cool things that are like pseudo-3D, like with sprite stacking and stuff, which where it looks like it's 3D, but it's it's yeah, just 2D hacks to make you things look like you're moving in a 3D world. But other than that, like you can't do, I don't know, say that you would use uh, uh, Godot or... Uh, or like Unreal or something, you can do some like crazy optimizations because it's such low level and it's targeted on one platform. And uh, we don't really have that uh, opportunity in Flame since uh, since we're going for all platforms. I mean, we could do things with like FFI and stuff, but it becomes uh, very tedious to maintain if we if we try to support our own things for all platforms too. But uh, yeah, for the for the target audience that we have like making 2d games it works uh, perfectly i would say so but like uh, using flame right you guys already have a couple of very good tutorials that people can follow so if you're a beginner to game engine it's like do i need to already have some kind of um uh, making games experience before i can start using flame or can i just be an experienced flutter developer and kind of get into it yeah absolutely you can just dive straight into it uh it's uh, yeah it's it's quite it's quite easy to get into. Uh, like as, the main thing is like if you know Dart, then it's easy. And um, like there are lots of we we have very like uh, there are so many community members creating tutorials, which is a lot of fun to see. So there's several like, YouTube series with uh, tutorials for Flutter. And like last week or something, I got this book. So someone has just written a whole book on. Flame. We didn't even know about it, <laughs> which is pretty cool. 
and that like really shows how much it has uh, grown lately. So that book you had in your hands. And as I said earlier too, if you need help. Sorry, go ahead. No, I just want to tell people because not everybody's going to be watching the video on here. Um, but the book you had in your hand was called Building. Yeah, it's called Building Games with Flutter. I think that's done by which publisher is that? Pact, I think. Yeah, Pact. Uh, P a c k t. Uh, and I think you can find it on like Amazon. I haven't actually read it myself, but it uh, I have like things I have just skimmed through. It looks like uh, it covers Flame pretty nicely. Yeah, and if you like, if you're starting your Flame project and you're having problems, we have a really nice Discord server too that you can join and just ask any questions, and people are very friendly and they help you out. And there's also like a Stack Overflow tag for Flame too, where you get uh, answers pretty quickly. Yeah, well, it's it's good to hear that there's actually a book written about. It. So that book is is all about Flame. There's no other stuff in there for other game engines or or anything else. Yeah, the, yeah. Since it's uh, just focused on Flutter, it's uh, just Flame in there. I think. Yeah, I don't think they even talk about how to write games without Flame. It's just all about Flame. Yeah, is there any other competing engines within Flutter that you know of, or Flame is basically the only one? Yeah. There, there is one called Sprite Widget, <laughs> but uh, that one isn't really like it's not it's not maintained in the same way as uh, as Flame is. Like the last update it got was uh, so the, the author of Sprite Widget they're doing they have another project called ServerPod, which is like a backend server for uh, Flutter, and uh, they the last time they updated it it was basically as to showcase ServerPod. So, they updated sprite widgets to show that ah oh, you can have a server pod as a backend for for it and now i think it was uh, probably half a year since it got any update it's the same that's the same author so it should be victor right exactly exactly very nice I guy i think he's also nearby you now isn't he yeah he is indeed he's also very active in the flutter stockholm community he's like driving the meetups uh, that we're having here and such yeah, we, we talked to him about ServerPod. He's a, he used to be working at Google a while back. Oh, did yeah. you? Yeah, exactly. So he was uh, at the Flutter team for some time too. And uh, the funny thing is he he actually worked on another game engine called Cocos 2D before. So for example, the Curves library that exists in Fluttery, Flutter, or the, the Curves uh, class, it has uh, like a lot of different curves for animations if you want it to like bounce in and bounce out. That pretty much came from his earlier Cocos 2D uh, game engine, and then he brought it into Flutter. And uh, now we use that uh, curves thing quite extensively in Flame. So it's fun to see how code moves around through different projects. Now we have a question from the audience. Actually, it's it's, our, it's the guy who introduced us, uh, Ahmed. He asked us, uh, what is planned for Flame in the future? Yeah, so I can, uh, like... Right now, I'm working on uh, ray tracing and ray casting. So if you go to my Twitter, which is Spydon, S-P-Y-D-O-N, you can see like a little glimpse of what's coming up with ray casting and ray tracing, which should come up in the next uh, version of Flame, hopefully, if I don't hit too many bugs. But I'm almost finishing it up now. So it has been like my summer project. And uh, yeah, there's things happening all the time uh, in Flame. There's so many, like I said earlier, we have like over 100 contributors and there are PRs merged every day. 
So, and I can give you like a little. Uh, uh, we haven't announced it yet, but we will have a game jam in uh, a month or so, so where you can win some really nice prizes. So there is just a weekend where you create a game with uh, with Flame and Flutter, get support from the community, and uh, yeah, you like form up in groups like you do on game jams, and then just create the game, and you can win some nice prizes. Which, which we had it last year too, and it was a lot of fun. Oh, so then you must have a lot of sponsors to to do this, right? Unless somebody's just chipping out of, out of their pocket for the prizes. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, we're we're gonna have a lot of sponsors. At least, yeah, I think we're gonna have two or three. At least, I don't think we're going to go overboard. We don't like we don't need that much uh, uh, money because we're not doing it like a physical event or anything. It's just like online and. Who's sponsoring and what's their motivation? Like, is there actual gaming companies or actually big? Uh, I don't think we can release the sponsors okay. yet, actually. But uh, the, I can tell uh, it's if you look at uh, which companies that interact a lot with, like the Blue Fire account, then it's quite easy to see which our sponsors probably are going to be. Uh, but their motivations is usually uh, like there are some like great companies uh, in the Flutter world like Invertase and like very good ventures and uh, companies like that, that care a lot about open source. So they, and uh, like AppRite, they also have, so they, they just take a lot of their budget, just go straight into open source to, to just have the open source community like flourishing in uh, Flutter, which is really nice. So obviously they will get some exposure for their company. Because I guess like like everyone, they're looking for developers, so they want to get developers. And if uh, like developers of uh, Flame and when they're making games, see the sponsors, they're like, oh, that's maybe that's maybe a cool company to work for. And yeah, you know, and it's relatively cheap for them to ship in on things like that. It's like advertising for their company, I guess. Okay, I was curious if there's actually companies who are using this in like production to actually put games out there for. Uh, for profit yeah there are so last game yeah we i think we were sponsored by the person i don't remember exactly but i think it, there's one game called tomb toad that you can check out uh, which is written in flame and uh, it's quite cool and i think the ones making that they sponsored us are on our last flame jam but uh, i think this time i think it's mostly as to bigger companies that don't use it or uh, actually like very good ventures if you saw on the last when the last uh, flutter release was they had this like pinball game that was made in flame and that was written by very good ventures so that was pretty cool and they used this physics engine that we have also that is the port of box 2d which is called uh, forge 2d which is another project that we are maintaining at blue fire isn't there like another like game engine that's like built on top of flame that's using Flame Underneath or something? Yeah, it's an it's an RPG engine. So to make uh, like RPG games, like and that one is called Bonfire, and it's written by a Brazilian guy called Rafael, and he's doing some really cool stuff in there. So if you want to make an RPG game, then uh, Bonfire helps a lot with that. Like, so Flame is like more general for any games, and Bonfire is like specifically for RPG games. It's quite cool to see. Okay, yeah, because I, I remember now, I was going to say Bonfire is probably the name, but I wasn't sure. Yeah, 
Yeah, at this point. You're not worried that Bonfire is going to, you know, did they actually say that they're using Flame Underneath or no? Or are they just... Yeah, yeah. Yeah, they are. They are. He's uh, very open with with using Flame. And uh, we have, like, a close connection to him. We, like, always, like, talk to him. And it's uh, super nice to see that uh, you can write something like that on top of Flame to make it more user-friendly for that specific type of games. Maybe I'll have to get him on the show to talk about what how his his thing works and why why people should use that over just flame itself. Yeah, that would be cool. He should. It's a very smart person. We have uh, another question from the audience, which is asking: As you often work on the game engine itself, do you ever develop your own games yourself? Yeah, I do sometimes. With the, like uh, when the Flutter had this. Uh, they had their own game jam uh, in January, I think it was. Then I developed a game for that. It was uh, quite a lot of fun. And I developed a game that will probably never be finished too, but uh, like a game where you ride around in a spaceship in uh, space, visiting planets and doing trades and uh, uh, affecting different planets politically and stuff. But uh, yeah, I, I don't think I will ever finish that up. But uh, it's like a nice to have that when you're, you're doing changes on the game engine and then you can uh, try to, you try that in your own game and see like, oh, okay, this works quite nicely. Or when you do your own game and then you realize, okay, this is missing from Flame. So it's actually, I think it's quite important to use the library yourself. Otherwise you get kind of like disconnected from what the users actually need. Those, yeah, that's, that's a good question. I mean, also, like, when you guys are making changes, I mean, there must be some breaky changes that happen, right? Yeah, and we also have this uh, examples directory. in. Uh, so uh, Flame is set up as a monorepository, and inside of that monorepository, there is an examples directory, which contains two really small games and an examples of all our features. And uh, so when we update something in Flame, uh, we will directly see if there is breaking changes in the inside of the all of the examples that we have, which is like at least one example per feature. But we after we released 1.0, we tried to we've tried to minimize the breaking changes a lot, but we still have some breaking changes every now and then. But it's, they're usually not too big now, so it's quite easy for the developer to change them. And we also have this change log which has migration uh, which has migration steps for each breaking change. Which is quite nice. No plans to do some kind of uh, automatic upgrade tool? I think Flutter's got something like that, right? Yeah. I guess we'll have to like generate code. and uh, It's quite a complex problem, I think. Depending on how the breaking changes look like or to be able to support all kinds of breaking changes. Because it's, it's very hard to know the exact intention of something that a user does if it's... An, if you don't, when you do a breaking change, it might not be uh, like a hundred percent mirrored to what you, you did before and what you will do after the breaking change. So, yeah, I don't think that is something that we will focus on anytime soon. Actually, there's uh, yeah, there's more. There's so much things that we want to do in the engine that we will probably focus on that before uh, doing uh, migration tools. How do you figure out which is like your next thing you guys want to work on? Because like you said, you do want to get to 3D at some point, but that just depends upon Flutter itself. So are you kind of reaching back to Flutter team and saying, hey, we really want to do this, but we need this thing, this thing, and then keep following up with that? 
Yeah, so m most of the things that we want to do are not dependent on Flutter, and we already have everything that we need. It's just uh, like there are so many things you can do in a game engine to help your users. So like the ray tracing and ray casting that I'm doing now. And for the ones that don't know what ray tracing and ray casting is, it's like you take a point on the screen and then you send out lots of rays. This is ray casting. There are lots of rays in all directions and you can see where they hit in the environment that they are, which will which makes it easier to do. So you can see where it should be shade on the screen or shadows on the screen. And you can also see, like calculate the point of like what your player should be able to see or what uh, your enemies should be able to see on the screen. Like if they have a clear line of sight or something, or you can uh, and also doing like ray tracing now, which is you send out one ray and you see how it bounces on the different things in the environment which you can think of it as uh, like when you shoot a pool ball or something and how that one will bounce on the edges. So th those are the ones, things coming up uh, like very soon, but how we actually like come up with what we want to do next. We have a meeting every week on Sundays with the Blue Fire team. And there we have like this Trello board where we pull in tickets and see that, oh, maybe this would be fun to work on. And uh, since Flame is like, it's, completely something that we do in our free time we just pick whatever we think sounds fun <laughs> so we get ideas and then people just like ah oh, this sounds fun i will want to do this so there's not much more structure to it than that uh, it's pretty exciting it's cool that you guys can still do a lot of stuff without like asking for your team too much stuff how about the shaders and all that kind of stuff that you guys are asking for? You said that stuff is going to take some time, but they're definitely, it's definitely on the radar and they're definitely looking to do it, right? Yeah, absolutely. So we have this team member called Jochum or Wolfenrein, and he has done some really cool shader stuff. So if you want to check out like typed shaders in Flutter, there is a project called Umbra that you can look out, U-M-B-R-A, uh, check out. And that can that shows that there's already quite some uh, like cool support for shaders some for some specific type of shaders in flutter but like we clearly want a lot more <laughs> and uh, we're getting it slowly too so and yeah it's very nice to like we're five people and then we have like google asking us what we want which is a pretty cool thing i think do they give any kind of ETA on things or they're just like, okay, well, we will prioritize this, but we, you know, it takes time. Yeah. Yeah. Usually like for smaller things, we can get ETAs, but things like shaders and uh, uh, set buffers and stuff that, that we don't get any ETAs on. So we don't have any secret insights into those. It's just, we can see as much as the others can with uh, on the, the issue, issues on GitHub and so on. Yeah, I mean, is there any good reason not to use? Like, wh wh why would I take? Let's start. Let's start it this way. What are some good reasons to use Flame, and what are not some good reasons to reuse Flame? If as somebody who's been working on the engine, yeah. So if someone is used to a, a big engine like Unity or like Unreal or like Godot, like in Flame, we don't have any editor, for example, and there's no like scripting language or anything on top of it, so. So if you're used to having a full like editor, like there is in Unity, 
then uh, you might be uh, like it's a completely different thing to just write your whole gaming code i guess than to uh, like get a lot of help from uh, from the editor like visually so i guess that would be like a con of flame and there might be at some point in the future might be a bit of an editor but like comparing us being like five people to like unity that has i don't know hundreds of employees it's uh, quite different but you also get a completely different community feeling so and also like the main point like the main strength of flame is that you get full uh, like real cross-platform support you have it like kind of in other game engines too but it's a lot of hassle compared to getting it in flame yeah i think unity is a big one about multi-platform right but uh they must do something they have something totally differently yeah exactly and as far as i know they don't have the same type of uh, debugging tools that we would get in flutter for example to run it on all platforms like that but i haven't actually used unity much so okay i'm kind of curious though is there any i mean because like i think web is to me web is like totally different than the others so is there like any kind of stuff that we should be aware of when we're working with flame they're like okay these things work fine, but this does not work fine in these platforms. Um, I mean, everything that we put into the core of Flame that is supported on all platforms, but things like the shaders, for example, they don't work at all on web yet, but they work on the other platforms. So just like you're saying, like web is a very different platform from uh, desktop and like hardware like android and ios and i think that is why it's also taking a lot more time to for the flutter team to get in support for those kind of things for web now is it something that's actually going to be solved or is it something that just is just limitation no no i think they will solve it it's just a matter of time and uh, yeah smart people have to do some smart things to <laughs> to be able to figure that out and uh, but I think Google is has those people. It's just so it's just a matter of time. Cool. Yeah, I don't think I have any more questions. I mean, is there anything that you wanted people to to know or to do or keep on the radar out, keep on the look on the radar? Is that the right phrase? It's been a while since I've been in US, so my English is getting worse. <laughs> yeah. Where are you from, actually? No, I'm actually from US. Just uh, you know, I've been living in I've been living in Hong Kong for over ten years, so I have to get used to like. UK English and then people whose English is not their first language. So it's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then my English has changed quite a lot when I talk to people now. Yeah, uh, that's interesting. Hong Kong is pretty nice. Yeah, I don't know. We have a Patreon if you want to support Bluefire. I have this like GitHub sponsors thing. But as I said, we, we do this for fun. It's not to get like any money or anything. Uh, you can follow us on uh, Twitter too. It's Bluefire and we put up things that happen to flame and our other packages there and if you want to get like more insight into what i'm working on on flame uh, i'm pretty much only tweeting about flame stuff so you can like if you're interested in that you can follow me and it's spied on other than that i don't know i think you should just if you feel like you like i think pretty much everyone that is a developer has at some point like oh it would be fun to write the game but a lot of people they just uh, they just never do it. They think about it, but uh, I think like now is your chance. If you're a Flutter developer, just uh, try it out. Take a weekend, and you will be able to 
write a small game and uh, get into it. It's a lot of fun. So yeah, just try out Flame and uh, join our Discord. Yeah, I think that's for a lot of people. They would say, you know what, the, the main thing I have is just try it. You know, try it. Let us know if you like it or don't like it and see if it's for you. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And if, like even for the people that don't like it, like their feedback is uh, super valuable for us to continue developing Flame. Okay, sounds good. Yeah, it's it's on my radar to play with. Just I haven't had much time. Plus, uh, yeah, Ahmed reminded me that there is a lot involved in making games. It's not just typing out code, right? You got to have all the assets and an idea. The idea is probably the hardest part. And then I think the second one is, you know, what should these characters yeah, look indeed. like? What things do I need, etc. Yeah, if and if you're like me that has no art skills at all, there is a, a pretty good site called itch.io, which has a lot of free assets for making games. And also you can pay like $5 and get the full pack of uh, different assets. Uh, and it's like amazing art. So if you want to get into making a game, but don't like don't have any art skills, but you have the coding skills, then I really recommend just downloading some already made assets makes uh, your game a lot cooler very fast <laughs> also humble bundle i've seen always has a lot of yeah stuff, like video effects and so not video effects but um game assets and game uh music sounds all kinds of stuff i don't know if you can use all of it but definitely some of it i'm sure you can use yeah for sure you, you can usually like list it by licenses and see what you're able to use okay well, Lucas, thank you so much for your, your time. Again, I apologize about coming so late. I'm happy you uh, no problem. waited around. I guess maybe you had nothing else. To, <laughs> you got to book you book the time <laughs> for an hour already, right? So <laughs> it's just kind of like, all right, this guy's coming, hopefully. <laughs> I hope you uh, uh, get back to sleep after this. You must be so tired. No, I'm I'm not too bad because I fell back asleep. And then, uh, as you can see in the video, I've been drinking energy drink to kind of wake up a bit. Ah, perfect. <laughs> yeah, I got to eat. I think I need to adjust to everything while I'm in the West or sorry, when I'm in the, is it the West coast? Yeah. When I'm in the West coast, cause it's two hours earlier than I was expecting. Yeah. Yeah. The time zones are horrible. <laughs> US is just too big. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Shrink US. <laughs> okay. Well, again, thanks for your time. Uh, again, definitely will try to check this out. Thanks a lot for having me. It was a lot of fun.